Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 drunk and I'm Mike. Hey, another guest. Hey, welcome Mike. Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike's on the mic. Mike on the mic. Uh, we've got Mike Sandys here from, in, uh, I was about to say inspired text. I was thinking oh. about Leon. <laughs> oh, no. Mike Sandys here <laughs> from Mike's Off-ball never Marketing. coming back. <laughs> yeah. uh, not that PC loving dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we've got uh, Mike on the podcast to talk to, talk to us today about uh, SEO and uh, what it is, is it relevant, what are some tips, and uh, a bunch of other topics surrounding SEO. Tim, yeah, why don't we start with uh, the Tim and Danlo? Tim and Danlo, all right, let's get straight in. I see you have a bit of an agenda here, Dan. So, uh, I don't have an agenda. Fire, fire away. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing. I'll start with the Tim and Danlo. Uh, <laughs> my Tim and Danlo is that last week, listeners may remember, uh, we spoke about the end of the ping pong season. In yes. the office. Yeah, uh, it was very close. It was, very it close. was coming down to about two points between us right at the end, uh, leading to the grand final. We were actually tied. Yep. Uh, but what transpired is an absolute shellacking that I gave Tim. <laughs> I flogged him. All right. Flogged the first match, Tim. It's true, Mike. I can see that you're shocked. Um, <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> I'm glad I had money on you there. Tim. I'm glad you're in my corner. <laughs> yeah, Tim uh, was so upset that he lost that he mega challenged me. Mm. Uh, and for those of you who don't remember, a mega challenge means that it overrules the entire week. That person wins, gets all the points. And uh, if they mega challenge and lose... They have to wash the other person's dishes for the rest of the week. Mm. Uh, so my <laughs> my game. Say, it's been a pretty horrible week. I, I can see where this is going, <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, my mega challenge against Tim resulted in an even bigger shellacking. I think it was like twenty-one eleven or something like that. It was right. And. Uh, Tim's been washing my dishes all week, and I took home the uh, the Bull of Rose, it was, the, the season cup. Look, it was a tough week, Mike. And to be honest, I had been um, really fighting the battle hard to just stay in there because I've been away a little bit. So to be honest, Dan's just been getting free points left, right, and center. I don't know. So, I, I, I'd be checking for ball tampering on this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, maybe, a bit uh, of ball tampering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dan, uh, he had like five opportunities to seal the victory, but way before this grand final and he couldn't get the job done. So mm. I'm just glad that I would have felt bad for him really in the end if I'd won. Yeah. Uh, if you remember correctly, Tim, uh, you played all of your games in advance against me when you went away. So not really we so. played every game. <laughs> well, um, well, there has been a little bit of conjecture about this too. I'm st- I'm claiming, um, player of the year rights. So, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, hey, look, that's it's up, not yeah. a proper season without a bit of controversy. No, exactly. Yeah, right. he, he's exactly claiming right. it by himself too, Mike. He had, yeah. No one's voted him this. He just thinks that because he won season one, he's somehow player of the year. Uh, I, hmm. Well, all the viewers know that I'm the player of the year. I'm looking forward to a bit of feedback on that one. Right into <laughs> us uh, on Twitter, Too Drunk Podcast. Uh, tell us if you think Tim is... Is the season winner? I mean, uh, the winner of the year. I don't think he is. Enough rubbish, Dan. Ping pong victory All talk. Right. Have All you got right. any Tim and Dan lows to add, Mike? Mike Tim and Dan lows. What have you been up to? Uh, well, other than uh, yeah, pretty early start for me this morning. Uh, uh, heading Sydney. to Sydney. Yeah, heading to Sydney. Sort of uh, doing the whole commute. Early morning yeah. start, so I was up at about three thirty this morning. Good yeah. time to be up. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's the perfect time for a beer. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's now about thirteen hours later, yeah. and Mike's looking fresh as a daisy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Do you know what? That early morning commute to Sydney though would be perfect to listen to a certain podcast. I know. On the Believe way there. it or not, I did actually listen to a couple of podcasts. Yes. I was kind of cramming in just beforehand, thinking, "All right, what am I in for here?" Well done. We got an extra listen. Uh, you were the listen today, were you? That was <laughs> that was you, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. That's good. That's good. All right, uh, Tim. Do you have an actual Tim yeah, download this week? Mine's just sunburn. I uh, yes. I, I heavily burnt my back on Saturday. Lovely weather on the weekend. Mark, I'm going to show you a picture while Tim talks. Yeah, Ooh, right. I uh, was only out in the sun for like an hour. It was the middle of the day. I was at Tawoon Bay Beach. Lovely place. And there was a bit of a fresh breeze, so I didn't feel that hot. 
and um, got home about 4.30 that afternoon and realized my whole back was red raw already. So uh, needless to say, I've been quite sore this week. Had a little bit of sunstroke, I think. <laughs> so Tim, he had to go home a little bit early on Monday because he was just, you could tell, he, had, he had definitely had sunstroke. But today, uh, Jade, his wife, who sometimes works from the office, uh, noticed some, you know, some big hanging bits from Tim's back and started pulling on them. And if you, if you, I don't know how you go with graphic things, Mike, but uh, here's a bit of skin being ripped from Tim's back. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's it's a solid. It's, it's, gross, it's like the, hey. it's a huge. It's like the size of a. Uh, if you're listening at home, it's like the size. <laughs> It's like the size of Jade's hand. Like, like it's, Jade's hand. It's like, like the size of a hand, a small hand. Yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> gross. My thing is, I'm um, I'm reaching my final stage. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're Dragon Ball Z fan at all, <laughs> I'm moving into my final stage. Uh, it's not your final form, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm evolving. It's like a cicada. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's what it is. <laughs> I'd hate to be lying in your bed at the moment, just like, be filled with little bits of skin, skin, skin DNA, just skin, skin size like beer coasters, oh, just hanging around the house. Disgusting. Yeah, so that was quite painful. The worst part was the itchiness. Yeah, still very itchy. Wow, that, that's a serious effort. Yeah, I know. It'll be Thursday now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just starting yeah. to feel now, so it's only going to get worse. But anyway, disgusting. Uh, all right. Good Tim and Dan Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the business update. I have one, Tim. Uh, I'm happy yep. to go first. I'm not sure if you have one. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> so my one is an article that came out only about an hour ago and I was just having a read on the ABC. Cool. Uh, headline, uh, and we'll go into this a little bit, but the headline says, one third of large Australian companies paid no tax shows ATO data. Wow. So one third of all large entities. So these are, you know... Not your small, medium enterprises. We're talking, that, that Apples, we're, we're talking the big, Facebooks. the big entities, the the, the, the larger ones. Um, is this so? Is that part of the banking uh, inquiries as well? Yeah. yeah well, they sort of they release this data every year, and they go they into that. Tax, they go into sure. that a little bit. Um, the ATO actually spot, are trying to spin this a little bit as, as a positive. That they're saying that look at all this tax we can collect. Well, they're saying it's, it's most of the people who haven't paid tax are for legitimate reasons. They're saying there's offsets, there's carried forward losses, there's, right. there's things like that that have meant. But they actually said that even though one third of people didn't, one third of large entities didn't pay tax, uh, the total corporate income tax collected in the period is up by 19% or $45.7 billion. Wow. Uh, sorry, to $45.7 billion. 245. No. Up, oh, up to, to that, okay, uh, right, 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 right. which which is seven point five up from the prior year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, which is in addition, which is because of an additional sixty eight entities being taxed. Oh. So they're saying that even though that sounds bad, we're actually up from previous times. This mm. is this is going in the right direction. So we're at zero. We're yeah, up from previous <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Still, yeah. The mass isn't working for me on I'll, this one. Yeah. I'd love to know if they just added extra organisations into their large yeah. entities range. Like they they weren't even in the group last year, so it just so oh. happens they were paying tax already. Yeah. Well, the the reason <laughs> that they say that things are improving from the previous year is because. The, the stats that this year relates to, which I think is the 15-16 tax year. Uh, yeah. Uh, the reason why these stats are up is because it's the first year that the anti multinational anti-avoidance laws have come in. Right. So it's the first year that these new laws are starting to crack down on entities mm. shifting their profits offshore. Okay. And so they're saying that more of these entities are having to declare more of their income in Australia and pay more tax, which is something that we've spoken about a couple of times over yeah. the past yeah, a couple months. Um, yeah. So, essentially, a lot of these entities had to restructure to avoid paying penalties and things. Yeah. And have now had to pay some tax because they did give them about like a twelve month period of grace. Yeah. I think to restructure things. Yeah. And and uh, set it so that they weren't just offshoring their income. Yep. And uh, the ATO yeah. also revised the corporate tax gap, which is a uh, tax that these large entities owe versus what they've actually paid. Mm. Uh, they revised it from $1.8 billion in the 15-16 year to, uh, I think it was $250 million turnover. No, it was, it was less, significantly less. Oh, no, sorry. It was 18. It was down to 1.8. Right. So, 
they've changed the way they're estimating the amount of tax they have mm. owed to them as well. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, interesting. There's a whole big article here. They go through listing all the biggest entities and how much tax they pay every year. Yep. Um, who would you say would be the biggest taxpayer for this particular data? I reckon it'd be a mining company. Or a bank. Nah, definitely a bank. It's a bank? 100% a bank. Yeah, it's the Commonwealth. Yeah, Commonwealth Bank. Uh, Just under $4 billion in tax they paid. Wow. But, I mean, they're making a lot of profits. Nine billion in profit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's valid. valid. Yeah, then then it's followed by BHP, Westpac. um, Yeah, a lot lot of people. Interesting interesting. to know that BHP is up there. Yeah. Well, it goes... the, The graph that I've got here, I can't turn this around right now, but the graph that's here is essentially on the x-axis is total income and mm-hmm. on the y-axis is tax payable. Okay. So that it's kind of showing which ones have the most income and which ones are paying the least tax. Yeah. So people who are far on the income side but low on the tax side, uh, West Farmers, NAB, uh, Woolworths. Uh, NAB? Yeah. Oh. So, retail in there yeah, yeah. so, so they, and that just could be because these entities might be making a loss you know mm. um, that's income not profit so yeah. um, interesting interesting okay so that's, good business update then that's my business update I today like like uh, Mike have you got something to add in that space maybe marketing related and it's okay update. if you don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. well I think for, for us um Somewhat recent has been the big shift from uh, Google's uh, Chrome browser and sort mm. of focusing really on security right. and encryption across, you know, basically websites or all across the web. Yeah. And that real focus now where they're basically highlighting any websites that aren't secure. Yeah. Uh, that's been a pretty okay. fundamental shift. In how and that's a change see. in the Chrome browser. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We, I have noticed this, you know, the, the little... Uh, the top left side of the of the the bar at the top and it has you know your little padlocks where that normally is it has yeah. either a, a nice you know secure yeah. bit or a big red not secure it's like verified yeah not verified yeah yeah absolutely i mean they've been uh, google's been sort of flagging it for years saying mm. hey they want to see a really uh, a safe and encrypted web yeah um and so the that has been their focus but mm. they've really sort of taking that up a notch and basically as of July that was it they basically made their browser which is the, the biggest or the, the biggest the most yeah. used browser in the yeah. world yeah I use Chrome yeah I use Chrome. identifying when people aren't using SSL so that's yeah. pretty significant for us yeah that yeah. was uh, I have noticed a few websites that you go to and they don't have you know the, the tick of approval and you think I go to this website all the time it's a fairly the big legitimate website um, that's my a favorite worry. website doesn't have approval it's lacking the SSLs and they honestly they would get so much traffic to that website I can't believe they don't have it alright uh, yeah, that's a good one uh, so Tim we forgot it last week I'm not going to forget it this week let's move on Tim's Tardust Tips yeah, Tim's Tardust Tips. There was a lot of upset people that we missed the Tardust Tips. I had a few people week. comment and say, where's Tim's Tardust Tips? You know, I was saving lots of money. Uh, yep. No one's ever said that. but No, <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, if you're unsure about what Tim's Tardust Tips is, it's basically um, because I was once a, a fairly large Tardust, I would say I'm still pretty good in the art of the Tardust. Mm. Um, and that's not a negative thing. It's I've not a negative, not a negative. my time. So, um, I'm basically spreading the gospel, spreading the good word yeah. of nice. Titus-ism. The book of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, so, this week, um, my latest update is, if you are going out for a meal, and you're going to be eating that meal mm. with a partner uh, or friends or I think or I know family, where this one is going, and it might get some outrage from me. <laughs> and this is, this is a little bit contentious. Some people disagree with this very strongly. I'm a huge fan of this method. It's the sharing method, Dan. Oh. So do you share? Yeah, that was an audible <laughs> sigh from me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you were saying sharing the meal. <laughs> what do you think? What did you think I was going to say? That's about things like the uh, well, I sort of find myself a bit more traditional in terms of uh, going out on a date and stuff. Ah, uh, right. But, uh, you mean okay? You, know, you, you mean sharing the cost. taking the missus out for? Uh, <laughs> no, Mike. I'm married. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not dating, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, so we we do share the cost, but we also share our meals a lot. Yeah, um, so. here is 
All right, good tip, Tim, if you want to save some money, if you're being a real tight ass. Now, Dan, Dan is related to this tip because he does not share uh, I want to start, with Kat. I want to start my next segment, and, and this is usually follows Tim's tight ass tips. All right, well, it's, before you start it, let me explain myself. All right, we'll go there in a second, <laughs> okay. Mike. Because you might be wondering, well, sharing a meal, you're going to buy two meals, and then it's the same cost anyway as if you buy one meal each. Well, what you can actually do is cut down on wastage, Mike. So, this is a good method that Jade and I do. And Jade's not the biggest eater, i got to say. But uh, if we're going to somewhere where we know they have large meals, we'll start with maybe um, ordering one main meal, which we know is quite large. And then say to the waitress, well, well, we'll get some dessert afterwards if we're still hungry. Usually we get dessert, but if we don't, think of all the money we just saved and useless calories and wasted food. I think it's a winner. Now, as your group gets bigger, if you've got four people... You could just order three meals because that's definitely going to spread across four people. Think, Dan. Think about all the times you've food on your plate. Really? <laughs> I ate my meals, That's Dan. a lie. I'm a big boy. That's I'm a, a big huge boy. lie. You waste more food than anyone I've ever <laughs> seen. No, I You're do You're the not. reason I'm making this. No. All no, right. You can't really <laughs> tell me you're having a great experience, though, when you're out there, right? You, you have one meal. Like, Dan, you know, restaurants have got... Quite Here's, a good selection of yeah, you know, that's amazing we'll go, meals and you're trying one. Guess what? You can, you can go back again the next night. You get to go out to dinner twice for the price of going out once. All right. So I'm going to introduce a few <laughs> things with this, a few issues I have with this. First of all, you share a meal with Jade yeah. who eats like a squirrel. Well, she hey, eats nothing. So sometimes she's quite hungry. Yeah. Right? So she has like half her meal then. So you always get one and a half meal. Like you always get at least if, you know, if half we had meal. Two meals. If you had two meals, you get one and a half meals. Mm-hmm. Um, if you share one meal, there's a good chance, you know, you're going to get you know, this is true. A good amount of that meal. It's a good point. Well, in that case, if you are going with more people, you yeah. could share less meals. Yeah. So, next next point of contention. <laughs> you are such a tight ass that I know for sure that you guys used to share a coffee. You guys it's would true. sit down oh, and share what? a coffee. <laughs> get a large coffee, Mike. What? It's only 50 cents extra for the large they coffee. get a large coffee. Compare that to the price of two oh, smalls. Right. Yeah, okay. You take a tight ass and you level, yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> you get the same amount of shots in that large coffee as you do with two smalls. So, <laughs> so rubbish. Uh, the next the next issue I take with this, Tim. You're just making my point stronger, Dan. No, I'm, I'm not. Say. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you save on your meals in my, my supposed wastage, right? How many glasses of wine do you get with a meal most of the time? No, I don't know, mate. We go to BYO only, so yeah. that's that's but that's a future topic. Do you know what I get BYO nothing? <laughs> you get Coke. Yeah, no, it's a really water. You always get Coke. Really, yeah. I usually I get a water. What if I'm out with people? I'll get a Coke because everyone's uh, drinking. It seems weird to have a water, but most often I don't need I don't need alcohol to enjoy myself, Tim. So my highest tip carbonated back to you beverages is maybe you'd gain a little bit of weight. You'd be a nice little meaty Tim. <laughs> If you had your own meal and didn't have a beer. All right. So is that the end of your segment? Uh, what's, what's it called? Dan's, Dan's gripe out, of the week? Yeah, Dan's outrage or something. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm too angry to even worry about it. Wait, yeah, can I just to... say with that, wait, what about the poor uh, restaurant owner, you know, and, and doing yeah. your thing to sort of support the local community? Exactly right, Mike. And, you know, do, uh, do you know well, effect? Come on, you guys are uh, in accounting. Yeah, exactly. This, you know, this, your dollars should be going throughout to help everyone. This, this is a, a small comment. business a podcast comment. that supports small business. And do you know what Tim doesn't support? Small business. I don't support spending money needlessly, Dan. <laughs> right. Needlessly. So you're taking up the restaurant space there on their table, <laughs> oh, sharing a coffee, table for two. Exactly. a single meal. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you would know that. You, would know, you both know that they have fixed overheads and they're more than happy to get the little bit of profit they get. No, on that they're meal. not. Oh, they, they want yeah, the in and out. Really. Really. Dan and out, are very efficient no. with our eating. All right? In and out quick. <laughs> you're wrong yeah, on the this. Poor one. restaurant owners, man. That's <laughs> a tough gig. Hey, I'm not saying I do that anymore, right? But when I was saving for a house, that was huge. It saved us heaps of money. Yeah, it did. It's a good tight ass tip for those times. Yeah. So that's the whole point of the segment. For people that want to be a tight ass and save mm. up and buy themselves a house. If you want to yeah. be Tim, do that. If you want to be a normal person, follow the regular rules in a restaurant. Just order a cheaper meal. All right, guys. Good discussion. That yeah. was, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Gl- I'm glad you both opposed me <laughs> very strongly. Yeah, I'm glad that. we got Mike on the podcast today. Really, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, helped yeah, me through yeah. that one. <laughs> I'm bringing in someone more like-minded next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. No, no, good time. Well, I've got someone uh, Mike-minded. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. This is terrible, man. You should be a dad. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting ready. All right. Let's move on uh, to our main topic today. The whole reason we've got Mike here, let's talk about some SEO. 
Yeah. Now we like acronyms. We're an account. We're accountants. We use a lot yep. of acronyms. Uh, but a lot of people out there, small business owners, they've got a website, they've set up on Squarespace or something that's cheap, and they don't know what SEO is. They hear about it when they look on business blogs. They say you need to do your SEO, and they think, well, I don't know what that is. Mike, what's SEO? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, like, SEO is a sort of term has been yeah. really sort of, uh, I guess, used now within marketing spheres. Yeah. For probably the last 15 years, it's been pretty yeah. big. Um, you know, Google's done extraordinarily well in terms of their search performance. And so, yeah, it was only a matter of time before people started looking at how do we optimize ourselves or our mm. websites to get great rankings and, mm. and hence, you know, search engine optimization. Mm. Um, so really, it's just about businesses trying to make sure that they're the number one choice when people are doing, you know, keyword searches. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm searching uh, best podcast of 2018. <laughs> oh, that's right. Two drunk accountants <laughs> is there yeah, for accounts, sure, yeah. right? <laughs> if, if we wanted our website to uh, be optimized, essentially we want that to come up the top and we try and optimize it somehow to have best podcasts, you know, come up in the search for us. That, exactly. that would be search engine engine optimization exactly yeah. and you know that there'd be, there's, there's millions of people doing that kind of search every day yeah you know, oh, guys, you know who are the two best accountants yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> two best podcast hosts yeah. of a small business so very, yeah, very niche know, area going through the roof right <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah um yeah. yeah so so the value of search engine optimization is putting yourself first and foremost in the mind of someone who's ready to buy essentially is that yeah is that well i mean you've got to think about what people are doing um or, or why they're doing their searches and mm. look there's a range of different searches that we're doing all the time um, but one of the great things about seo or about searches is that quite often people will be in the latter stage of their their buying journey uh, and they're looking for specific businesses so mm. if you think about accountants for instance yep. you know there's plenty of people out there looking for an accountant Mm. And, and there's so, only one accountant they should use now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, yeah. The point is, though, if you think about from a business, you know, do you want to be talking to people early on in their, their purchasing decisions when mm. they're not really sure about what they want or, or whether they've got any needs for it? Um, or do you want to be talking to people when they're, you know, they know what they want and they're basically just looking for it? It's yeah. kind of essentially uh, like the yellow pages of old yes. you know, when people would go, look, I'm, I'm looking for a specific service yeah. uh, and you just had to put yourself in front of them. Yeah. Well, you know, Google's basically replaced, you know, the yellow pages in that mm. regard. And so the more we can kind of get people to the number one position, you know, you're basically capturing people who are specifically looking for a service. And yeah. that's awesome. So yeah. when people hit the site, it's like, well, they're, they're ready, to, yeah. ready to buy. It's, it's interesting because um, the ranking on Google has almost become an indicator of um, the status or like the success of that business. Yeah. So fighting for that number one ranking instantly gives verification um, and status with the customer looking for that service. Yeah. So um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, going back to the yellow pages, if, if, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this and you're used to that kind of uh, marketing, then, you know, the number one ranking is kind of like having a half page color ad in the, in the yellow <laughs> yeah, pages. Yeah, exactly. Like Compared to someone <laughs> with the bottom right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and the best thing little... is you don't have to call yourself triple A or accountant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if it worked that way. Yeah. That would be... Instead, you just have to say accountant 47 times in the front page of your, yeah. <laughs> of your website. Yeah. yeah. And we all know yellow pages sorted sorted um, the ads in their book mm. by the amount of money that you paid yeah. for the advertising. It was nothing to do with different factors. So that's where you guys come in and your expertise, right? So knowledge in what different things you can tweak to work your way up that ranking. Yeah, that's well, that's exactly right. I mean, when you think about it at its core, like why has Google been and search engines um, been so successful? It's mm. purely because it gives people the answers they're looking for. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you guys, well, you guys are probably too young to remember the days of Lycos and Alta Vista. And all the other search engines yeah. that were out there that just, you know, you'd be scrolling through page two, three, and four trying to find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you know? it's just spitting back uh, results that don't relate to what you're searching for. Yeah. Is that what you Well, mean? they couldn't work out what was the, the best optimum result for you. Yeah. So you're doing your search, you're looking for specific information or a particular yeah. business, and they weren't giving you what you were looking for. So you, you had to go, kind of go trolling through all these different sites. Mm. And that's why Google rose to prominence because they worked it out. 
Yeah, they worked yeah. out the algorithms that made it really easy to find the ideal solution for what you're searching for. Yeah. Mm. Um, so in, in terms of our job, our job is essentially just to influence, you know, key metrics um, on a website to help it rank. Yeah. But ultimately, the website itself needs to be good in terms of quality and the right thing that people are looking for. Yeah. So long as that's done, then mm. all we do is just tweak the different things flow that through. Google mm. looks at, yeah. just mm. to make sure that we're you know sending the right signals, yeah. yeah, and that's what gets that prominence. Um, so, is it all about Google, or are there other search engines? <laughs> I know there's Bing, Yahoo, or, uh, or, or other things, even like not even just search engines. But um, we were talking earlier, and you'd mentioned you know, the social media and things these days. Is, is it mm. as relevant these days? Is the world moving on from? From search engines, from search engines, return your search yeah. till just three point two yeah. seconds. Oh no, milliseconds. Milliseconds. Yeah, I'd be worried <laughs> if it was three point two seconds, Tim. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a little around there. What do you, what do you use? A Bing? I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. let's be yeah. back on, on the Gen Bing. Why, man? Yeah. <laughs> we want it now. Yeah, I'm back there using Altis or whatever yeah. it was. Like, a, I forget what you said already. <laughs> Alta Vista. Alta Vista. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about what's, you know, is it still important um, and, and how important is, is SEO given all the other marketing channels that are now available? Um, it's interesting that Search Engine Journal basically, have, they have, they've got a quote, you know, how important is SEO these days, mm. but more important than it was last year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every year it just becomes more and more important. Yeah, wow. Because, yeah, and it's a competitive space because if you think about the number of, well, just take accountants, for instance, like think mm -hmm. about how many thousands and tens of thousands of accountants there are yeah you know if you can kind of hold that that number one position you've got an advantage over your competition so true uh, mm. so you know you think about all these proactive people that are looking for specific services yeah. if you're there they're coming to you yeah, yeah. Uh, which means they're not going to your competition yeah, yeah. so it, it's a it's a sort of two-pronged uh, approach so you, you're mm. getting more business and, and doing really well in the market so is it relevant absolutely mm. um there's other channels it's not the only one yeah, yeah i mean you know Social media is huge yeah. uh, and very powerful. Uh, it's different though because you're now you're communicating with people and engaging them in a mm. different way. They're not proactively looking for stuff. Yeah. It's more you're, traditional advertising, yeah. like a TV ad, or something yeah. Like you're that, interrupting yeah. them, yeah, um, and hopefully interrupting them in a good way in the sense that you're providing value to them. Yeah. And yeah. So then that's what creates that engagement. That but ultimately, they're still not necessarily looking for any yeah. sort of particular solution to a problem they're having. Mm. Um, whereas you know we tend to 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 resort to Google. To basically say, hey, Make I've got this decision. problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Help me solve it. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's so true. true. I've never thought of it that way. That yeah, the traditional forms of advertising or even social media is more about getting in their face and making them think, oh, do I need that? Whereas Google is at the point of the decision, who am I going to? I would oh, I'm going to Google it. Yeah, in my perspective, if I'm searching for something, I would search it on Google first Yeah. and get my most likely things that I want to follow, whether that's advice or products or services. Yeah. And then I might go to social media and just check out what's happening there. Are there many complaints? What's the ratings? Yeah. What, what are they sort of putting on their social media? So to me, it's more justifying it on social media. Yeah. And Google is the first point. But, but that would finding. be more having a social media presence rather than like social media advertising. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah. right. I'm not sure about it. I don't really look at sponsored posts that much. I scroll past I them. Literally, I literally scroll past them every time I see them. Yeah. Well, it's quite interesting though that you mentioned that because if you look at people in terms of their purchase decision, uh, we do that search, we, f we get a, a bit of a consideration set. And so we're looking at a couple of different options. They might mm -hmm. look at, you know, with you guys, for instance, they're looking at a few yeah. different accountants. Yeah. Um, and then you're doing exactly what you're doing, Tim, where you would then look at other signals to say, well, who mm. can I trust? Yeah. yeah. You know? And so they're then you're then re referring to social media to sort of say, okay, yeah. well, you know, out there in the world, has anyone else had this experience with these guys? Mm. You know, how legitimate it is it? Because it's all well and good in terms of a website to sort of say, hey, we're awesome. We're the best accounts yeah. you'll find. Yeah. You want to hear someone else say it. Exactly. Yeah. We're looking for it. other signals to sort of verify that. But the thing is, what we're doing is just verifying that before we make that decision. Yeah. Um, but they've still done that that search. Yeah. Um, or you decision. might ask your friends, you know, and, and through social media, True. you can still ask your friends. Mm. What's likely to happen though? Quite often you'll do that sort of, hey, who would you recommend? And then they'll say, oh, you know, I'd recommend XYZ company. Google them. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly that. You go and Google them. And you say, well, who are these guys? Let's check out their website. You start yeah, that process funny, and it? start again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's... Um, it, so, it's important then to get your stats up 
get your search engine optimization, get your rankings up. Um, is there much data out there? And I don't know if you know, know this off the top of your head, but is there a lot of difference between, I imagine there would, between, say, first place and second place? Or is, is the, if you're on the first page, is that good enough? Or, or do you really want to be the first couple that are on there? Yeah. yeah. So if I'm a small business owner listening to this, where yeah. should I, what should I be or, shooting or, for? Or the ads versus the first place. You know, the ads often sit, you know, Sponsor, like the ad ones are on the first two and then there's the rest of them. Um, yep. Is that important? Like, yeah, true. I, that's, I know, what, that's, a, that's two questions there. I, I, I know me personally, I, I never click on the ads. I always click on the next ones. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah I mean, me and you're bit. not alone. Like a lot yeah. of people say that where they don't click on the actual ads. Yeah. And, and Google's done a lot of work shifting um, the way their ad structure works. Yeah. Uh, so they now have four sort of ads that show up at the top yeah. and nothing down the side whereas yeah. in the past they had three at the top and then down a whole the bunch sides. of ads down yeah. the sides right. um, so they're, they're sort of constantly changing the way they do things um, one of the big things they do do though is they look at relevance within mm. their ads yeah. um, so actually it's really good from a, a platform yeah. the way they sort of prioritize stuff yeah. um, and that's great from an advertising point of view because mm. it means that people then trust the ads as yeah, opposed to people okay. sort of just doing any kind of random ads yeah. um, and so that's where we sort of see significant results mm. you're not alone a a lot of people don't click on those ads. Yeah. Um, the beauty from our point of view when we look at it, and this is sort of like a, a bit of a different topic when you look at paid advertising yeah. versus organic rankings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the thing that we love is that there's still a lot of people that do and the numbers show. Yeah. Uh, and the best thing about their ads is that it doesn't matter whether you click on it or not because you're only paying on a cost per click basis with yeah. those ads anyways. Yeah. So if you don't you click on them, it, yeah. yeah, just because you yeah. saw the ad doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not paying for that. Yeah. So if you don't click, and we tend to find that in the ad space there, you know, we can see click-through rates of four to nine yeah. percent on those ads, which is which is which is okay. So yeah. that's um, that's four to nine percent of every time someone searches and their their search their ad pops up, they click. Someone on it, clicks yeah. on the ad. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's so, yeah. I know that if I see the ad and then I see that same person in the normal bits, I'll click on them in the not. So, so if you're in the ad <laughs> well, and then very nice one, of you, I'll click on them. Just save them a few dollars. I save them a few dollars. Ah, Dan, they give you a discount for that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're doing it wrong, Dan. You're saving the corporation, not yeah, yourself. Well, so. well you, you should ask them for a discount. Yeah. You say, I didn't click on your ad. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I guess, but back to the original point then. Yeah. Um, does it matter if you're first or second or on the first page? Is that all fine? Or, or Yeah, it, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, it actually really makes a big difference. Mm. Uh, so, we tend to find that in... You know, depending on the stats you sort of look at, mm. in the first three positions, you can be talking anywhere from 50 to 60% of all searches. Uh, click on the first three links. Oof. Wow. After that, you're sort of really getting into it. Like the, the numbers drop in terms of per yeah. position yep. that you're getting down to like 5 6% yeah. um, in those subsequent positions. If you're on page two, you know, you're, you're talking like less than, I think the, the latest stat was like less than 3% goes Oof. through to page two. Wow. You know, uh, there's so an old really sort of know. joke. It's like, where's the best place to hide a body? Yeah, <laughs> page two. Page two of Google, <laughs> two right? Google. That's a great joke. Love it. Uh, it's true. I've never clicked on a page two of Google. Uh, I'm digging deep if I ever Yeah, am, if I've gone page two, I, I know I'm, I'm hitting the dregs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bad because, you know, there's probably legitimate businesses back there that just haven't optimized their website well it's not yeah. bad in the sense that what's happening is google's giving you the right results yeah on page yeah. one so they're doing the right job yeah exactly that's not your fault mm. yeah. that, that these guys you know their yeah. sites are ranking in page two three and whatnot mm. that's their fault for not True. making sure that their site is you know yeah. has got the right information that you're looking for yeah so as a small business owner it is very important to make sure that you're ranking it's yep. more important than getting your yellow pages added in every year. <laughs> it's it's making sure that your website is going to give you a presence on that first page so that you are relevant, depending on the searches people are making. Because if they are more specific to you, of course, they're going to find you on Google. Say yeah. someone searches cat's account as Wyong. Yeah. We're going to pop up We're number, one pop on up number one on Google. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think. <laughs> but if someone, if someone Googles uh, accountants New South Wales, yeah. we might not be on that first page. That would be yeah. challenging. Yeah. So, um, so I guess what I wanted to run through with you, well, what are some things that a small business owner could be doing or looking at changing on their website to be improving their ranking or things that they should be looking out for if they are using a marketing consultant or thinking about using a marketing consultant? Yeah, it's, um, 
uh, probably the, the, the single most important thing, which actually isn't doing anything to your website, mm. uh, not to start with anyways, is actually doing keyword research. Okay. Right. So there's a bunch of different tools. You can use Google's uh, AdWords uh, account or like KW Finder. Mm. Um, there, there's a bunch of different tools that can help you do keyword research. Okay. Uh, and the idea there is that you identify what are the keywords that actually won, uh, what people are looking for in terms of making a buying decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two is like, what's the volume? Yeah, that's it's important. It's incredibly... Yeah. It, it's... It's frustrating, um, sad, and, and but at the same time, a bit humorous when we talk with business owners about you know where they're ranking and, and what they're doing. They kind of go, oh, that's all right. I'm number one for Google. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you kind of go, right, okay, yeah. Tell me a bit more about this. Um, and you find out other one, it's for their own business. Which, you know, <laughs> yeah, kinda, like I well, said, well, you don't say number one for your own business. There's something wrong there, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then number two, it's like, well, what keywords are you actually ranking for? And quite often they'll say, oh, we rank for you know, a specific key, key, keyword. We do the quick bit of research and we're like, okay, that's great because there's like less than 10 people a month searching uh, for that keyword. Yeah. So you know, you're basically appealing to basically no one. Basically useless. You know? yeah. yeah, it's in- incredible. Um, and then you look, at, you look at some of the other keywords related and you realize that, hang on, there might be hundreds, if not thousands of searches a month for a different keyword. Yeah, it means wow. the same thing. It's just that what they thought just people were searching word, for yeah. was completely different to what yeah. people are actually searching for. And so if you yeah. think about spending you know, weeks, months, even years getting your site ranking for certain keywords, imagine you know, spending a year mm, getting yeah. a ranking for a keyword that's got 10 people a month searching for Yeah, so that makes a lot it. of sense. The first step should be figure out what people are actually looking for, then target your website at that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're telling me by trying to get um, us to rank number one under crappiest accountants in the world. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Those, those, those were poor. Those were poor keywords to choose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if anyone searches that. <laughs> I will now, but but it, but it, it could be anything. They're like uh, some people still call podcast radio shows, for instance. So if, like, let's say true, we were true. making our website rank true. for you know radio show a lot, uh, but everyone's googling podcast we'll just change all the pod radios to podcast you know so wanna... actually that's and that's a really much yeah. more advanced strategy too when you think yeah. about um what people are searching for yeah. so i mean when we start talking higher level or higher volumes of keywords mm. um what we'd be looking for is also trends in mm. those keywords so what are we seeing and quite often it's you're looking at where the market's at the moment but if you see you know the latest like well for you guys you know cloud accounting for instance um could be a, a key term that's continuing to increase mm. so if you wanted to be smart in terms of seo you could actually get get in early on that when other people aren't targeting those keywords um. and get yourself ranking knowing that the market's shifting towards mm. that kind of a search term. that's, that's interesting but that's, that's yeah, so yeah it's not just about what's happening right now yeah. but where is that going to move to wow. where do we want to be so from a small business owner's perspective then well the best thing to think about is where am I ranking? What keywords am I ranking in? And what do I want to be ranking in? Mm. How many searches are being made for specific keywords related to my industry or service? Exactly. And then, um, yeah, I suppose what's going to be happening in the future in regards to that. <laughs> That's the number one thing is keywords. Yeah, to think about. well, it's the first first point of call. Yeah. You know, look at that first and yeah. then you can kind of get into much more sort of looking at websites and optimizing them. Yeah. And that's where we start looking at, you know, okay, how fast is the website? Yeah. You know, is it optimized from a yep. point of view of different files? And yep. that's where we can get really technical in terms yeah. of yeah. minification, compression, all yeah. these sorts that's of things. That's where you should probably consult someone such as yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Always, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, look, there is a lot that people can do on their, their own. Yeah. Um, and so you can kind of, you know, and it doesn't take much to kind of Google all the, the key tactics yeah, true, uh, around true. like optimizing title tags, meta yeah. descriptions, yeah. looking at H1 tags on the website mm. yeah. and, 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 you know, internal link structures mm. within a website. They're things that, that anyone can do. Right. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, some of the more technical things though uh, is where, yeah, you'd want to get someone that's got a bit of experience to yeah. know, okay, how do we yeah. optimize this site? Especially if you're busy, uh, busy running your business. Mm. You're not really going to be sitting there tweaking your website. Yeah. Even just, chucking that blog together is probably enough time, let alone thinking, which title should I put on this blog? What's going to get me the best ranking? Um, so it's, Yeah, it's an issue. I mean, it all depends on when people, where people are in business. Mm. So if, you know, if you're just starting out and you're sort of looking at it and going, okay, well, dollars, 
you know, it's it's a challenge. You're trying to do a lot with the, a, a very small budget. Okay, mm. fine. Do a bit. Of, you got a bit of time. Go and do a bit of research and sort of work it out. Um, if you're sort of in a position where you're going, well, actually, time is is critical. Um, yeah, I mean, what a, a professional you know SEO company can do in an hour, you know, might take the, you know, mm. the average Joe days worth of research. Yeah, um, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, question I've got: How long does it take once you start? doing these uh you know you've 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 looked at what the key implementing strategies and then you implement some strategies to improve your seo uh does google you know uh, move you up immediately or does it like next month they do an update or is it just like (laughs) as searches happen you immediately start moving up the good question yeah it it, well it really is because uh the way Google's got its uh, indexing systems Mm. it's got a couple of different spiders that go Mm. through sites and that then um uh, shuffles them in different, you know, different rankings mm. based on, uh, you know, how relevant, uh, as well as how um, sort of a topical. Or if mm. it, if you do something right now, Google looks at that and says, okay, well, there's some there's some great content coming up like straight away where mm. we've done, you know, um, blog articles. Mm. They get indexed by Google within the hour. Yeah. Wow. You know, and that's incredibly quick. Yeah. Uh, and they're ranking that. Um, wow. And then they've got sort of more of a longer term sort of spider that comes through and says, okay, where should this content really sit? Yeah. You know, it's all well and good that it was new, but now, yeah. you know, is it really that, that it great? Relevant? So yeah. then it'll do a little bit of a reshuffle. Um, so seeing long-term you know, uh, effects, I mean, we've seen sites change within literally within the week. Yeah. Is wow. that you start seeing movement. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to see massive increases. You're just going to start to see uh, positive yeah. steps. Yeah, where maybe about one or two spots or something. Yeah. Exactly. So if we're, we're sort of um, uh, tracking a number of different keywords and where mm. the, the, the site's ranking, we should see that continue to increase bit by bit nice. um, mm. in the right sort of movement. But it depends on the keywords and depends on the competitiveness. So mm. if it's a very popular keyword, mm. um, then you know naturally... There's going to be a lot of competition potentially vying for that keyword, yeah. And so that requires a lot more time and effort yeah. to get ranking, and yeah. so you can see uh, impact quite quickly. Yeah. Or it could take you know weeks. Generally speaking, it takes months. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. the the really awesome thing from an SEO point of view or from a marketing uh, aspect is that as you get those rankings, it takes time to build them and mm. get to the top positions. Yeah. But likewise, once you're there. It's not like you it's stop doing change work overnight. and then yeah. tomorrow you yeah. disappear from page one of Google. Yeah, yeah. you're there. You generally you're generally made. hold your spot because yeah. you're there for a reason with the systems and the history that you have built up. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and so you it builds a bit of a marketing asset for you because once you've invested in that, you then see the long term benefits. Yeah. Mm. Now we went and we spent early days a lot of time getting our site ranking well. Mm. Uh, and then basically didn't do anything for 12 months. Yeah. And yet we were still getting inquiries coming through. Yeah. So not that I advocate for, you know, just basically leaving, leaving it, it. Yeah. but, you know, because it's competitive. And, yeah. um, and you know, as your competition gets better, they're going to continue to do work on their site, which yeah. means that you're going to be under pressure. Yeah. But yeah. if you kind of keep chipping away at it, you get huge long-term benefits um, mm. and you're not paying for every single click that hits the site. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very so cool. essentially, if you want to be part of the roughly 60% of first clicks by someone Googling yeah. you or like your business, uh, then you're going to want to get your SEO optimized. SE optimized. Uh, <laughs> you you want to be high in the ranking. You do. You want to be high in the ranking. Um, and I suppose, yeah, you just want to look for those little things in your website, which are going to make them mm. organically yeah. head up that list. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, at the end of the day, the simple concept you think about it is just basically making sure that your website has the kind of information that people are looking for. Yes. Yeah. If you kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you're you know, developing the site and adding yep. content to it and you're yep. thinking about that end user, yep. if you do that, you're, you're well on your way to having a site that'll actually rank. Yeah, yep. so picking your keywords and then having information relevant for those keywords to teach people, that's that's the key. That's no pun intended. But... Uh, um, what do you think is going to be the future of search engine optimization? Well, do you think said, anything's going to change? Or? He, he said it earlier, Tim. It's going to be even more important yeah. tomorrow than <laughs> every year. But do you think, do you think there could be, um, I don't know, any bold things coming or is it just going to be more and more of the same that we've seen? No, well, we certainly won't see the, the same. Like there's, there, there's 
what the way we sort of interact at the moment with search engines in terms of doing our searches on on computers i mean the big sort of um evolution was mobile devices mm. um and now we're seeing that there's more most websites now get more traffic from a mobile device than they do from a desktop for sure uh, so that's been a huge shift and a huge shift in the way that people search on mobile devices um and google's now got their sort of mobile first indexing um so they right. are very serious about it and then the uh, the sort of the next wave is going to be looking at how we work with voice Mm, okay, and that's yeah. a whole nother area of uh, wow. well, new frontier, basically, in terms of how we're going to continue to evolve the way we do our searches when we're just telling, you know, saying, you know, Siri, find me the best Siri, hey, accountant Google. in yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Interesting. <laughs> right, that's something probably to uh, to keep ahead of. But uh, do you guys think we've, we've come to the end of the topic? Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Mike? Oh, or? I could go on for days. <laughs> so much but i think that probably gives people a good a idea pretty good starting point yeah, yeah i think so too it's really uh, definitely insightful and i think people would get a lot from that yeah, yeah. Loved it. that's great all right well let's move on to our other things then uh, my first other thing is i googled uh world's crappest accountant <laughs> and uh and it came up with oh, uh sure. the accountant for enron Okay, well, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 170-year jail sentence. Oh, <laughs> wow. Really? So yeah. he's in Justice. jail? Apparently. That's what this website says. Holy crap. I never, I never thought those guys really, uh, you know, got penalized for the work that they did. Yeah, true. Well, you're, you've got a bit of a background in, like, your family history sort of relates to, not Enron. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But like the dot com boom, was that what Enron was all about, really, at that time? Or am I like not way so off much? Topic actually, there? it's more in in your field in terms of creative accounting. Yeah, yeah, mm. very creative accounting at the time. <laughs> yeah, and they they bought other companies and made them look like huge assets on their balance sheets. Yeah, and yeah, okay. exactly. No yeah, they, I think they were basically recording down the uh, the, the the profit that mm. they were making out of those companies before there was even any actual profit on it. It was all basically paper. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm looking up whether or not the the jail sentences were real on this other website. Uh, someone died before serving any time. Someone mm. named Skilling got 24 years in prison. Wow. Interesting. CEO Jeff Skilling got 24 years in prison. Hectic. So people did go to prison. There we go. That's nice to see for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward what, seven years after that, and then. Lehman financial Brothers. crisis and then <laughs> I think one guy went to prison for not very yeah. long for that <laughs> uh, so my other thing this week is uh, Amazon and more specifically Amazon Prime cool. so I ordered some books for people's Christmas presents and you know we're approaching the, the middle of December and I was thinking it's unlikely that some of these things are going to arrive in time for me to give to people um, but I've got Amazon Prime, which is a pretty cheap membership, and it comes with the uh, they've got their own kind of Netflix type thing, but also uh, a lot of books for Kindle, uh, a bit of music stuff. But the best thing about it is free priority shipping always hmm. uh, on particular items. So I comes very quickly. I bought like five books, and they arrived a day and a half later. I bought it on a weekend. You're loving your shipping at the moment. Dan's other thing last week was about um, Toll yeah. uh, messing up his delivery from which Kogan. Is, which is oh, why yeah. I'm kind of giving shout out to Amazon Prime this week because opposite experience. Credit where credit is due. Exactly. I, I'm not against all couriers, Especially just the ones that delivered my bed. <laughs> Especially in the rush for uh, Christmas shopping. Yeah. It's I, happening I, right now. Yeah, and it came like the, the box that was all there and it had all, it was all wrapped in paper stuff rather than plastic, which is good. Whereas the, nice. the Kogan bed stuff all came in pr plastic and yeah. um, which is, which is a shame and like the foam and, and, and stuff. But yeah. Have you seen their, um, all the technology and stuff that they're trialing at the moment over in the UK? No. no. So they've got all the drones. Yeah. Um, oh, is that where the drones deliver the yeah. packages? Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. see that. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, you basically put your order in and essentially I think it was like, an hour or so Holy before crap. it was loaded onto a drone, yeah. dispatched, Holy. and uh, off it went. And well, the, the Prime, it did say if I lived in the city, if I lived in Sydney or Melbourne, um, most of my things, if, if they had the Prime tick on them, I'd get them by that afternoon if wow. I ordered them in the morning. 
It's impressive. But imagine an hour later a drone arriving at your door and dropping a package up for you and then taking off <sighs> and leaving. <laughs> if you're in Sydney, you wouldn't even be getting through the traffic at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Insane. That's amazing. Insane. Very uh, cool. Tim? Other thing, I do have another thing. Um, back to the afl.com.au website. <laughs> the uh, I don't know if you tracked it at all, Mike, but there was the AFL draft recently. And oh, that's I remember where you talking about that a couple of weeks uh, on a <laughs> yeah. previous podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. There you go. Nice. Um, you did do some cramming this morning. I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> check our stats. Um, yeah, so what's been interesting is this is the first year they had live trading on draft night. So what clubs could do was actually uh, call other clubs and jostle their trade, uh, their draft picks around. So say they had a player in mind they really wanted to take and they knew their next pick wasn't for another 15 picks. But there was a club that was coming up in the next three picks that may be willing to trade that for like a future pick or two later picks in the draft. So the AFL has been airing videos um, in the war room, basically, of these clubs, like calling other clubs, trying to broker trades, talking about the players that they were really keen on. And it just made me think of our new podcast series, Dan, (laughs) playing with the numbers. Yeah, we should. Because it was amazing. That is pretty cool, actually. They're sitting there talking about draft picks, and I I lost them. I yeah. could not follow what they were talking about because yeah. they're talking about future picks, what they're going to get in return and basically trade- making these deals up on the fly. So no money involved, just... No money just involved. Spots. So just it'd be like... Uh, players. You've got number 11 yeah. and I'm, I don't have a go until 25. Exactly. But I really want this player and I think he's going to be gone by then. So I'm going to trade you 11 for my 25 exactly. and my 50. But keeping in mind that there's 20 other clubs and... You're, you've got your own assessment of what they're going to be picking with their picks in that time. Yeah. So you might know that there's two teams within your next within the next 12 picks in the draft until they get to you that are yeah. probably keen on that player. Yeah. And so you're really trying to like time it properly. You don't want to pull the trigger and trade for the next pick in three picks time and then the club just before you picks the player you wanted to pick up with that pick, Yeesh. if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to watch. So um, they're, so they're just trading the actual pick spot as opposed to the player. Themselves. Exactly. So there's no trading of players yet, but in future years that is mooted, oh. which would be really tough for um, those young, it's eighteen year olds, um, who are coming into the system basically. Imagine being picked up by um, Essendon, who you supported mm. your whole life because they're a great club and yeah. they're the best in the league. Mm. Uh, and then you get traded to someone like the Sydney Swans, who just are rubbish. Uh, that would really suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how would that work, though? So do they trade the players that they're currently picking or can you trade your current players and then... At the moment, it's only picks. Okay. So picks that are available, yeah. um, but there's like five minutes between each pick. So there's a lot of time to broker these deals. How many picks are there? Uh, it, it changes every year because each club has a certain number of um, spaces to fill on their list. Uh, so depending okay. on how many spaces they need so to people fill. people retire and things. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we've got... They each need to do a minimum of three in the yeah. draft, okay. three picks. But if there's a club that's delisted heaps of players and they're starting again, often they pick like eight in okay, the draft. Yeah. So it's in that. It's usually 80, 80 or so cool. each year. Interesting. Yeah. Is, that, is that common in other sports? Yeah, well, NBA is actually like leading the charge with um, they make a live, whole big night. The draft, the draft yeah. night is huge yeah. in the NBA. It usually hits like world news, who's um, looking to be like number one, and then um, they lottery off the top four picks. So it's actually like a um, if you finish in the bottom four in the league, then um, you're in the running for the top pick. So you're not just tanking out to get the top pick, <laughs> which, you know, there's always conjecture in the AFL when the two bottom teams are playing each other, who's trying to lose hardest because yeah. they want the top pick <laughs> for that year. Um, but yeah, they're pretty brutal in the NBL, uh, NBA. Um, there's an Australian player, um, Della Vadova, Matthew Della Vadova, I think his name is. Mm. And... Um, he, yeah, he's a pretty good player, but he doesn't get a lot of court time. He's playing with them, was playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Just got a call out of the blue saying, we've traded you. You're playing with Cleveland now <laughs> from next week. Wow, that is rough. <laughs> so, um, Speaking of which, Tim, I've traded you from the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're now going to bring it in. Trade week was last week. It's been good having you. Thanks for your support. Thanks, Tim. Oh, wouldn't that be good for accountants, is it? Yeah, trading accounts. Yeah, that's a classic. Is that the end of your? That's my other thing. Mike, did you have another thing this week? No, pretty good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we always just sort of head down and sort of getting our work done before Christmas at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so I guess Christmas. Busy time of year. Yeah, it's a very busy time of year. We're the same, you know. But, uh, usually in, in small business, people tend to disappear in about a week and they re-emerge again sometime in January and it's very hard to get anything <laughs> done between those two times. So, for sure. So there's a bit of a bit of a push at the moment for us as well trying to get... Uh, get through a few things before before people don't want to talk to their accountant again. One of uh, Mike's um, things that he told us before we started this recording, actually, that he's working on finishing before Christmas is his book goal. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. Very true. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking of numbers, yeah. Yeah. That's so, impressive. So what we had, to tell, tell us about your book goal. I, I had a book goal this year and it was substantially less than yours. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a bit, uh, it was, yeah, it was a bit ambitious at the start of the year, but I thought, oh, this is possible. Yeah. Um, so it was either to read or listen in terms of audio books yeah. to uh, 52 books this year, so one a week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought, oh, I, I have a good shot at this early on in the year, but I think I lost my way uh, along the year yeah. <laughs> and uh, sort of came to the realization about, oh, two weeks ago looking at the uh, the year kind of coming to a close and then thinking okay hang on a second i'm a bit behind here i could be yeah. in a bit of trouble yeah so i've been sort of frantically listening at every chance i can in between meetings in between nice. uh, it wasn't driving oh, wow. everywhere listening to that's intense um listening to books so yeah i'm sort of sitting at 45 at the moment wow what, three weeks good. To, to, to go yeah. so what was your yeah. number one from the year yeah, what was your favorite book of the year tough Ooh, to pick yeah tough to pick um do you listen to a lot of non-fiction or read fiction? Pretty much all non-fiction. Yeah. 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 Biographies or like business books? And no, like that? Uh, self-development books yeah. mostly. That's yeah. cool. So I want to re- I want to start reading more of those. I used to be into that a lot, but I used to be on that, on that fiction bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, f- I find it uh, pretty incredible. Uh, you kind of pick out a couple of little tidbits that you generally get out of uh, mm. pretty much you know each book kind of gives you a couple mm. of nuggets that you kind of go okay i can incorporate that into nice. what i'm doing nice um so actually the the probably the the best book i've read this year was um never split the difference okay never which split quite, the difference. yeah oh. quite interesting I, I wasn't sort of planning on it then i kind of i had a whole bunch of books and i'm like all right yeah. well let's mm. you know we'll give this one a go and uh yeah it's all about negotiation Mm. Um, so it's by a guy who was a FBI negotiator. Oh wow! Which obviously that's pretty intense, high yeah. pressure stuff, and yeah. the stakes are pretty high when you're talking about people's Splitting lives. Splitting the difference is someone's life yeah. in that scenario. Yeah, that's exactly it. So he kind of says, you know, you can't really split the difference there. You kind of go, just give me half the person. You know, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to work hectic. out a, a situation that's going to work. Wow. That's good. So he goes through a phenomenal range of techniques and yeah. uh, strategies that are actually very counterintuitive to what the you know, we've all been taught in terms of yeah. uh, looking for, you know, win-win scenarios. Wow. Um, and, uh, Interesting. That sounds yeah, so cool. it was pretty insightful. Yeah. That's very cool. It's a good one. Nice. I can't say I'm an expert negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress, right? Oh, you, you negotiated your rider pretty hard on this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've only got... Uh, <laughs> Should have a few more beers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did have an idea for a... Uh, a a beer sponsor, Tim. Oh, yeah. What would you think I'm about uh, Storm? Mm, oh, it was pretty tasty. It was mm. pretty tasty. I mean, I mean, they're probably out there trying to get their uh, the the word out about Audi beer. You know, at this stage, Dan, I'd be willing to drink anyone's beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink. I'll I'll go for that. All right. Cool. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't take much. It'd be like what, a six pack a week. Yeah, it's like seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we're cheap. Yeah. It's Dan's yeah, tight ass tips. It, yeah, yeah, the tight ass tips is what's bringing you guys down. I yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. Well, that probably brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, mm-hmm. go to at Too Drunk Podcast. Uh, Facebook, Too Drunk Accountants. Send us an email if you've got any questions. Uh, too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I think that's all the places you can find us. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what about Oddball? Where can you yeah. find Oddball? Mike, 
Where can oh. you find Oddball? Or you personally? Do you have a Check Twitter? Out a, yes, yes. Uh, you don't have to give it out if you want. <laughs> don't get on there very often. Yeah. His mobile uh, number is 0415. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can check out our, our website and our oddballmarketing.com.au. Cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. get in touch. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Check it out. And, yeah, uh, if, you, if you have any questions about SEO or you guys uh, out there are looking to improve your marketing anyway, get in touch with uh, with Mike and the team. Well, it's not just SEO. We could have Mike on in future for yeah. many other marketing topics. Definitely. Because we're accountants. We're not marketing people. Exactly. So that would be good. If you're keen, Mike, we'd love to have you back yeah, on. Yeah, it's been a, been a blast. Yeah, yeah, thanks, cool. guys. You've thanks said for coming it, on. Yeah, you've said it on the podcast now. It's yeah. set in stone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <You're back. laughs> Five stars. We're holding you to this. Let's set a date now. When are we? When are you, when are you coming <laughs> yeah, back? Yeah, on? <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you could uh, rate, like, retweet, or you know, uh, give us a star rating on on Apple or wherever you're listening to us, that would be fantastic. And yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Calculate it. Bye. <laughs>